welcome back to our series on e-learning and how do we kind of maximize our uh, efforts with e-learning. And my name is Dr. Beth Trammell, and I'm a child psychologist and associate professor of psychology at Indiana University East. And I'm glad you're here with us today. Uh, This is the the fourth episode in our e-learning series. And today we're going to talk about breaks. And to be totally honest, you know, as uh, I've been helping my kids with e-learning, even as a child psychologist with, you know, over 15 years of experience working with kids and families, I forgot the importance of breaks um, and kind of learned the hard way, right? <laughs> with the whining and the, you know, fussiness with uh, without the breaks. So I thought it would probably be an important topic for us to remind ourselves and just talk a little bit about breaks for our kids. And if you notice, with all of these episodes, I've been comparing their days now to the days that they are in school. So if you've ever spent time in a classroom or if you've ever talked to a teacher who uh, teaches kids that are similar in age to your kids, You've probably heard them talk about the number of breaks or transitions that happen in the school day. So our kids rarely spend longer than 15 or 20 or 30 minutes just kind of sitting in one spot doing a single task. Most of the time they're looking at their teacher and they're looking at their paper and then they're looking up at their teacher and then they're spending two minutes working on uh, you know, their iPad or something like that. But if you really stop to think about the kind of the moment to moment classroom interaction they're having when they're in the school building, they're getting a lot of brain breaks. And now we're here at home and we're like, okay, your teacher said you got to do this assignment. So do this assignment. (laughs) And it's like, well, we need to maybe have a little more adjustment in there. And I'm not saying that you have to become your child's teacher and, you know, figure out how to do the whatever the new way that they do math now. Um, But I am saying, remember that if there are big tasks, they're going to be more likely to meet them with a better attitude if we break them into smaller subtasks, almost like sub goals for a long-term goal that we might have in our own life. So for our little guys, a, a task that takes longer than, you know, five to 10 minutes should be broken into smaller tasks. So 10 minutes, 15 minutes max for our little guys. And I'm saying third grade and below here. And for our older kids, they may be able to go up to 20 minutes of kind of working at one time, but more than that, and they're going to start acting out. Um, They may start getting whiny or distracted or start talking about other things and lose concentration. The idea here is that more small breaks are going to increase overall productivity. Now, I think it's important that we spend just a minute talking about what is a break. Some of us might think about a break being, okay, they they leave the table, they go or they leave their desk and they go spend a half hour doing something else like a video game or, um, you know, playing on their phone or doing a TikTok. And really, there can be a range 
of breaks in the same way there's a range of assignments for your kids. So maybe it is just a five minute break where they go to the kitchen and get a drink of water and a snack and then they come back and do another activity. Maybe it's just a a quick while they're doing something on their iPad for school, they flip over to an educational game for five minutes just to kind of break up the task a little bit. The younger your child, the more frequent the breaks, but the smaller in time the breaks should be. So we shouldn't have our kids be taking 30 or 40 or 50 minute breaks because what happens is they're going to not want to come back to doing their e-learning tasks. So if you keep them short and you keep them high in frequency, uh, your kid's going to know that they're going to get another break soon. And you can always use a first then strategy. So now that they have their daily check sheet, because we talked about that in the first episode of this series of creating a daily check sheet of all their tasks, you can show them on their check sheet. Okay, we're going to take a break and then you got to come back and we're going to do your spelling test and then you can have another five minute break. Okay, so if you are walking them through, first we're going to do this, then you get another break. They're going to be less likely to be irritable when you can um, kind of show them that they have these breaks coming up and, and what they can do on these breaks. You know, as I was kind of researching breaks and productivity in our kids, I I came across a few studies that were really interesting that um, one study found that about 25% of the time kids are distracted, not paying attention to what the teacher's saying in the classroom. And and frankly, I was a little bit... um, I was kind of reassured by that, honestly, because some of the work that we've been doing with with some of my kids, I've noticed as they're having to, you know, watch a video on YouTube or something, their teacher may have assigned them to watch a video on art or different colors of the color wheel or something like that. And I found my kids kind of like wandering around the room, just their eyeballs would just be like not anywhere close to where the YouTube video was. And I found myself wanting to like continue to prompt them to be like, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. And so as I read that and realized, yeah, there is no way my kids are paying full attention 100% of the time to their teacher when they're in the classroom either. I sort of was like, okay, I think we can do this. I think it can be okay. So keep in mind, if your kids are getting squirrely, if they're getting distracted, if they're starting to whine or, or become a little bit angry or defiant, know that you may need to build in more breaks for them earlier than what you're doing now. So one of the most common phrases I talk about is learn from their behavior today what you need to do differently tomorrow. So tomorrow when it's time to come do all of their tasks together, instead of pushing it and having them do all of the tasks in a row, or instead of doing, uh, you know, math and reading back to back, plan a break because you know that their behavior today has taught you that that might have been too much for them. You know, one of the other things that uh, the one article I was reading kind of recommended that I hadn't really thought about was increasing opportunities for creativity 
during those brain breaks. So a different part of the brain is activated while we're on a break and specifically while we are engaging in creative works. So they can still be doing things on their break. It's just not the same kind of academic work that e-learning tasks entail. So I, I began thinking about ways that I can increase my kids' uh, creativity by, you know, making Lego uh, creations or art, or I got on and bought a uh, one of those, like, learn-to-draw books or printed off a few of those, like, learn-to-draw farm animals or, or something like that, where... Basically, they can be working on uh, their handwriting or working on uh, hand-eye coordination, but kind of in a fun way by learning to draw things. And uh, it's just kind of a new creative way. So as you are thinking about creative breaks, ha, increase maybe uh, their opportunities for creative activity as you are kind of thinking through that. So take home message here. As you compare their breaks to their e-learning at home, to what they probably get in the school day, what are other ways that you can increase the number of short breaks? And frankly, um, you might need to give them some ideas for what they can do during their break that would be helpful and kind of creating space for them. You might have a kid who is like, I don't want to break. I want to keep working. Now, if they are doing a pretty good job of maintaining their mood and their behavior, then I am fine with letting them make that choice and saying, okay, great, let's keep uh, moving on. But if they're like, I'm fine, I'm just going to finish the task. You might just say, hey, you know what? I'd really like to take a break with you. These are things that we can do. Try to get them engaged in something else. Because if they are, you know, their words are saying, I don't need a break. But their behavior is saying, I do need a break. I usually recommend we follow their behavior. And that doesn't mean get into an argument with them about the fact that they need to take a break because they're getting angry. Instead, just try to uh, encourage them to take a break by enticing them with something that you think that they will want to do. I hope that overall some of these things have been helpful. You know, with each one of these uh, episodes, I hope that there's at least one thing that you can walk away with that would be helpful to you and your family. I would love to find you um, or see you on uh, Facebook, Make Work Matter for with kids. And uh, if you have questions or concerns, just give us a shout out there and and follow us along on our blog at uh, makewordsmatterforgood.com. As always, I hope that you continue to find creative ways to make words matter for good with your kids and your family. Stay well, be safe out there, y'all. Bye-bye. (music) 